Hola everyone! Welcome to the Encourage to Try podcast. My name is Mia and I will be the one to lovingly encourage you to try and continue on the journey of trying. This podcast is for those who are trying whether at work, school, relationships, faith, fitness, business, basically figuring out life. So tune in to the podcast as we talk about these topics and encourage one another to try together. Also, if you are interested in the episode show notes, or if you just want to leave feedback, questions, suggested topics, the links are found in the episode description. So please do check it out. Hola everyone! Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. For this episode, it's entitled... Embracing change amidst uncertainty. And with this episode, we will be joined by another guest. So let me introduce you to her. She is a senior producer in a real estate company in Canada where she migrated to in early 2021 to live with her husband after being in a long-distance relationship for eight years. Now, enjoying her married life, she spends her time learning to cook and bake. She also enjoys singing, hiking, and taking photos of nature. Please meet Dale San Pasqual. Hi, thanks Mia for having me today. Alright, so to start off the episode, I'd be asking you the first question. What were the significant changes that impacted your life? So before we ended up here, married, migrated, it wasn't an easy road for us both. So we got together around 2014. But that was also the onstart of my corporate career because I started off as a talent. Not artista, not celebrity, but it's just called a contractual employment, so to speak. So I kind of wanted to shift into, I was three years into that, and I kind of wanted to shift to a more regular position, a more stable job, you know, because... I was not getting any younger, getting older, and we need to, we need, we need stability in our lives. <laughs> so, um, so that was also when I shifted to a corporate job. That was a new environment for me because, um, in my contractual job, I was just going to work and then going home, and that was I would work for twelve hours straight. And so that new corporate job was new for me because we would have extra hours after work. So, you know, hang out and, you know, maybe have dinner with, with new workmates because we wanted to pass the time of traffic, you know, rush hour in the Philippines is really hard. And so we had a lot of time to spend to get to know each other, me and my, uh, my new workmates. And, but apparently my then boyfriend was not a fan of that. He didn't like me socializing and um, he didn't like me meeting other people in like wee hours of the night. He didn't like that. He was being very protective of me and I understood that because it's nothing but natural. Even my parents were just looking out for me as well. But then it came to a point where it was just kind of suffocating for me because then I started my marketing career I shifted from production to marketing and I really, really enjoyed that. I enjoyed the events that we held. I enjoyed the new people that I met, though they were not really like close friends, but it's just, it felt nice to socialize and be just be out there. And because I just was coming from a going to work and going home, this was a new setting for me and I enjoyed it. And so at that time, events would go from like, early in the morning and then egg and then the event and then egress would be like up to 
midnight or past midnight. And sometimes he would be even require to be like checked in a hotel with my office mates. And so it wasn't really a comfortable thing for my husband. I understand that, but I wanted to do things. I needed to do things for my work. And of course, I wanted to socialize. So let's just say that we wanted different things at the time. So that's when we decided to part ways. So when we parted ways, I got to do whatever I wanted. He got to do whatever he wanted. And at that time, I just kind of enjoyed that social life. Even outside work, I enjoyed hanging out with friends, partying. I enjoyed just meeting new people. Um, but then it got to a point where it was just kind of rough for me. I did not like how I was becoming Like because I grew up in a Christian family and not just because I grew up in a Christian family. I just didn't like the way I was becoming. I didn't like who I was becoming. I didn't like my outlook in life. And then I just came to a point where I questioned everything. Like I, I questioned what I was doing. At that time, before this questioning happened, like my work defined me. My I wanted to be liked by my friends. I wanted to be liked by my workmates. I wanted to be this... I wanted to have this image that I was cool, that I was really good at what I do at work. So at the time, I was like, okay, I like I like what I'm doing. I like who I am. But it didn't last that long. I didn't like who I was becoming, as I said. And I started questioning the purpose of my work. I liked what I did, but it wasn't purposeful. And fulfilling. And fulfilling. It, it was fulfilling at first. Like, it really did define who I was. But then after that, I was like, okay, and then what? There was always that question after everything of after all the hours I pulled to establish and build this event and then after the successful event now what mm-hmm. what did this do for me how did that impact the people around me and so there were nights where I just I thought I was having fun during the day but then I would go home and feeling like okay I feel really empty I I feel that like there's something big that is lacking that I need to have and Of course, I was I was still a Christian and I was still going to church. But it was just for the sake of that because I grew up doing it. I just did it. But then during that point where I was questioning everything, I said, maybe I should start going back to seriously seeking God. And, you know, there's this famous verse growing up that we've all that we're all familiar with it says seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and everything shall be added unto you or everything will follow and i kind of just disregarded that i was even though i kept going to church and sometimes you know when you go to church and you feel like the pastor is speaking directly specifically to you and to your situation in life and you just kind of like okay or what are you telling me pastor are you telling me to just quit everything that i do or just turn away from everything but i still disregarded that. i just dis- i disobeyed that And you know, delayed obedience is disobedience, right? So mm-hmm. I chose to not follow anything my gut was telling me not to do. There was a tiny voice um, in me saying that, you know, you should return back to God because this is not who He wants you to be. My mother would always pray about me when I was young. I pray that she would grow up to be the woman you want her to be, praying to the Lord. And that always was kind of ringing in my head at that time. Sabi ko, I don't think this is who God wants me to be. And so I made the decision, and this was still my husband and I, my then boyfriend and I. We were still apart. We're bo- we've broken up. Yeah, so we were literally apart, a thousand miles, and we were not talking. We were not together, but he was still in my heart. <laughs> yeah, we were still like 
stalking each other on, on social media, liking the posts, but not talking, you know, but we still cared about each other, you know, that, that we knew even though we were apart. During that time, that was also about the same time where I started questioning everything and I kind of went back to God slowly. Turn away from what I was doing that I thought was not really what I was supposed to be doing with my life. That's when I realized I still wanted my now husband. He was the one I wanted to be with for the rest of my life. And you know how they and you know how they ask, like, how do you know if he or she is the one? And I I would just go with saying the cliche answer that you just know. You just know. And and this, the reason also why is because I've been praying about it. And I had peace when it was him that I was thinking of and I was picturing myself to be with for a long, long time. So she so got back together and then he went back home to the Philippines to marry me. And it wasn't planned. We planned a very big wedding before when we got engaged. I forgot to tell this part. Uh, we got engaged during the second year of our relationship, but then I called it off. So at the time, like, we had down payment for the venue and the relatives in the States booked their flights to come back to the Philippines attend the wedding. It was a planned big wedding, but I had to call it off because I wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. We weren't just in the right place to get married at that time. When we got back together, we, de- we decided to get married. When he went to the Philippines, he said, okay, let's just get married then so that by the time I leave, we would then be processing our papers for you to get to Canada. So that's what we did. We kind of just held a small ceremony with close friends. Like, I think you were just to be exact 20 people there. Um, and it was really nice. It was a small ceremony. It was intimate. And so I got married, right? I was still in marketing. I was still working. But then at that time, um, my company wanted to cut costs. And so they were slowly letting go of people. So when we got married, I got uh, retrenched. I got laid off. Like in my head, I was like, okay, it's okay because I'll be flying out anyway. So no need for me to find a new job. And then three months later, I still haven't heard back from the immigration. I still haven't heard back from the embassy. So I started getting worried and I was like, maybe I should try to find a new job again because it's been three months, lacking funds, <laughs> um, we need to live and eat. So that's when I started to apply again and it was really hard to get a job at that time. And like I would get interviews and I thought I would get it, but they wouldn't call me back. And so it was it was a difficult time because at, at, at the time also my dad didn't have any projects to do for living. Um, so I was sa- I was living off of savings and I didn't like the thought of that. I didn't like doing that. So I just kept praying about it to have a, a new job. But finally, I got into a company where who actually thought I could be a good fit for their company. And that's where I met you. And um, I didn't really expect how it would add to my portfolio, so to speak, because it was a different industry. Like this, I, I came from the entertainment, lifestyle, like cable industry, but then moving into this new company, it was all about retail and loyalty and rewards. And so it was a really different industry, but I was able to adapt to it, not because of myself, but because I just kept praying hard for it. I wasn't as confident to be in the company. As I said in the interview, I was 
like you know how we do in interviews right so when I got in I was just like freaking nervous because I didn't know what to do I wasn't sure if I was doing everything right but I just kept praying you know I I, I said you know God if you placed me here you're gonna get me through this we're gonna get through this together and you're gonna give me everything that I need right and so he did so I got into this new company still working and still waiting for the for my papers to be approved or to get you know whatever status there's nothing i wasn't hearing anything from the embassy and then towards the end of that year 2019 the pandemic was slowly unfolding and then came 2020 we were in lockdown and so the embassy was also in lockdown so they weren't working even though even skeletal force nothing And so what was supposed to be three months or four months of processing turned out to be about a year, even more, a year and a half. So I just kept working. I was was doing what I had to do in the work that was, that was given to me. Like waiting for my papers, that's beyond my control. I've given everything that I could, like all the documents they needed. I've mailed everything. And so I was just waiting. So there was nothing really for me to do about the processing of my papers. And so it was nice. It was a really nice experience because in that new company, I was able to meet new friends. Um, and I was able to build more more skills, for more, more marketing skills, I would say. And so those experiences I was able to put in my, in my resume for, for future applications. So finally, I got to hear back from the embassy and they said, okay, uh, please send us your stuff. And then we went through the process of medical biometrics and everything, you know, immigration stuff. It all went by really fast. It was just like about a month of processing. And then by my birthday is on October 25th. So October 25th, I got my visa. Like on like my birthday, it went to the mail. So I was like, oh, in the midst of the pandemic, they were still working so fast. I wasn't expecting it at all. Like on the same week, I had to resign. It was just so fast. I had to do, set my mind into kind of leaving and, and being with my husband. Finally, after eight years, we would be together for a long, long time. Like how married couples should be. <laughs> I just had to muster up all the strength in me to leave everything behind. Because that was the plan, right? Initially, that's, that was the original plan. It was inevitable. And so I flew... No, I no. Sorry, I was not able to fly yet. Uh, uh. I missed my flight because. Uh, so this is what happened. It's a really funny story. Well, it's funny now, but then I was really crying in the airport. <laughs> so when you get your papers for migration, immigration, they give you uh, an envelope with um, documents that you need to prepare, things that will prepare you to go to the country that you're going to. And then I missed this page where it said that you had to have the certificate of Filipino overseas and you cannot fly without it. I did not know. I kind of missed that page for some reason. But it's the document has been sitting there for weeks. I've been reviewing it. But for some reason, I missed the page. I don't know why. No one knows until this day. I still don't know why I missed it. And so by the time that I got to the airport, the immigration person wouldn't let me through. I talked to three people in the store because I thought that, okay, maybe they're just power tripping me or it's just the Philippines being Philippines. But no, it's apparently the law. And so it was, my flight was at night. It was at eight, I think. 
I asked the immigration person. I asked him, sir, is there anyone I can talk to to give me that piece of paper? It's just a piece of paper. I'm already set to fly. You know, you know how much tickets cost and stuff. And so he said, okay, maybe you could go to the counter because there's a there's an area there for overseas uh, Filipinos. There's an area there where you can ask for documents and maybe they can sign for, they can sign it for you um, on the spot. Then so I went to the counter, but it was a pandemic, right? So there was no one there. And then there was a paper that said, okay, if you need um, your CFO, please call this number. So I called the number. It was already past eight. Surprisingly, someone answered. And then she said, um, sorry, I won't be able to give you the paper today. It has to be within the week. So in short, I had to go back home. So my original flight was December. I got a flight for January. So I just used the time to get that paper, which I got for about... After three days, I got the paper. And so I was set to fly. Since my flight wasn't until January, I just cho- chose to spend Christmas time and New Year with my family and my friends. We were able to, to properly say goodbye and, you know, have proper despedidas. So that was a big change, you know, going to going here. And I flew in here during winter time. I wasn't expecting it to be freaking cold, like super cold. I was just, I, I thought it was just like, okay, tolerable. But then my husband was like, when I would pick you up to the airport, I would give you salubong jacket because you wouldn't have any idea how cold it would be here. And he was right. I did not have any idea how cold it would be here. It was really cold. He got me flowers. He got me a jacket. It was really a beautiful reunion. And so when I got here in January, uh, we lived in um, my sister-in-law's basement. So that's where my, my husband has lived for about, ever since he got here, that's where he was staying in the basement uh, of his sister's house. And then when I got here, we kind of decided to, that, that we needed to move out because, you know, we need to move out. <laughs> it's, not, it's not proper to be living with this um, sister. And then I started to apply for jobs. I didn't want to be a mom. <laughs> and there was really nowhere to go to because it was winter time. So I might as well apply for a job, right? So I was applying for a job. I wasn't picky. I even applied for roles in Walmart and supermarkets and restaurants. But it was the pandemic. I keep saying it was the pandemic. So it was really hard to find a job, especially in the service industry because they were closed. We were locked down. So I was applying for a month. Um, I wasn't getting any feedback from the companies I was applying for. In fact, I'm even getting feedback from the companies that I've applied for last January today, up to this day. Like yesterday, I got another uh, email saying that, unfortunately, we won't be able to push through the application, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, that's how that's how hard it is to get feedback from them. And so... So we just kept praying, Gino and I, we just kept praying for a job so so we could start saving here. And then fortunately, there was this company who called me. Um, I applied for a marketing role, right? But then by some sort of twisted, twisted fate, they didn't get me for the marketing job. But instead, they said, oh, you would fit the role of a producer, um, instead, because we have the sister company, we're trying to build a channel, blah, blah, blah. And the job was not even posted on Indeed or LinkedIn. It wasn't there. And so I had no competition whatsoever. And so when they hired me, it was just like, and I haven't done production in years. Like I've been in marketing for about five years. Um, and so being back in production, it was just like walking down memory lane. But I had a lot to Google, I had a lot to learn from LinkedIn learning because I didn't have the right skills for it. And so I studied again. But 
I was really thankful. Even though it was in a permanent role, it was a contractual role. Um, I was still happy that I got a good rate for for that job. It was work from home. It I didn't need to commute. I didn't need to go out during the winter time. I didn't need to buy new clothes for work. It was very, very, very convenient. So I got the role. And then come April, uh, Gina was thinking, like my husband was thinking, okay, maybe we need to find a new house. So there we prayed for a house to live in and now we're living here. So yeah, so just God has just been really gracious through the changes in our lives coming from, you know, having to move here, transitioning to a new position from marketing and switch to production. And then being together with my husband is also a big change because we've never been together for a long time. So now it's just having the role of being a wife is a big change as well. And so that's just a big changes that I've had to deal with for the past two years. So from those changes that you mentioned in the past two years, how did it help you grow as the person that you are now? So all these changes really led me to become closer to God. I've learned to rely on God more and to just trust Him and, and, and have faith and just believe that He's in control of everything that has happened with my life. He is in control. He knows what His plan is. He knows what He's doing. And just focus on keeping that relationship close in terms of walking with God and, and the direction of my life. It was just, I became more mature in my perspective. I wasn't, I was less angry. I was more calm. I was more peaceful. There was more joy in my life, even though there were storms in the midst of our lives, like relatives have died. And it was really crushing, especially in this pandemic. But all those changes that I went through before we got here, that has really developed my trust and my hope in the Lord. And just to be composed, to not panic. It was still depressing. There were still times that I would cry and cry and cry. But at the end of it all, there was inner peace. You know, there was there was calmness in my soul knowing that God is there. God will provide. God has got me. God will protect me. And not just me, even the people around me. Even though I'm still in the middle of changes through different seasons, I'm still able to interact with people and minister to other people about Jesus, about God, because that's just the peace that He has given me. And I kind of want everyone around me to have that same peace because that's what we need right now. And in the midst of everything that we're all going through, we need God. It's just that. There is no, I mean, we can try to, I can say that we can try to look for peace and joy and calmness and solutions to our problems, answers to our questions in all the wrong places and all the different things that we think would help us. But at the end of the day, and I can say this because I've tried it all, at the end of the day, God is the answer. I wouldn't come to that realization had I not gone through everything that I've gone through before. Going through change is actually normal in our life. And at the same time, change is inevitable, right? What matters most is how we respond to those changes. Just like what you mentioned earlier, instead of you going to or continuing the path that you wanted to take, just like you drinking, you going out your way, you just simply looking into what you want rather than what God wants, that mm -hmm. is the most significant thing that had a change in your life instead of you going to that path again you chose the path of god that you chose the path where god wants you to be so now you were able to go through that blessing be able to 
experience that blessing that instead of you being still in the Philippines, now you're now you're in Canada with your husband, and now you're f- experiencing all of these blessings, which is a good thing, right? In addition to that, it wasn't easy to wait, right? Mm-hmm. Being still wasn't easy, considering there were a lot of things happening around the world, just like when the pandemic unexpectedly happened. I really do praise how you responded to those changes and at the same time how you continue to trust God and how you continue to surrender everything to God. Also, I just want to share with my experience in terms of our topic right now, which is embracing change amidst uncertainty. So there was a point in my life where I had no purpose. I had no hope. I had severe anxiety, severe insomnia. I had so much fear. That was the time when I started trusting God. That was the time, like same as you, I I didn't grow up in a Christian household, but I attended a school that was a Christian school. And at the same time, I knew God when I was younger, but I never really knew God in my heart. I only knew Him, had knowledge. So that was very different because I had religion. I didn't have a relationship. And that was very hard. That was a very dark place for me to be in in my life at that point. And that was when I started also, just like you, I started to be serious in my walk with God. Be serious about seeking who God really is. Because at that point, I thought God was trying to keep me away from all of the things that I wanted. Just like uh, the things that I thought that I could be happy when I got those things. But at the end of it, it didn't actually make make me happy. It didn't also help me to be a better person. It actually was a complete opposite of it. It made me someone who I didn't want to be. Just like what you said earlier, right? You did all the things that you wanted to do, but at the end of it, you don't know who you were anymore. You felt empty. You, You lack purpose. So I really empathize with that aspect with you. And long story short, it took me three years to be healed from that pain, to be healed from that darkness. And I'm not saying this because I did it by myself. The reason why I was able to heal and at the same time tell this story is because of God. God is the reason why I am here. I'm able to share all of these things and at the same time be able to do and be who I am right now at this moment in my life because of that experience. So I didn't see that as a bad thing that happened to me, even though it was uncertain, even though it was a big change in my life. But rather, it was a change that shifted me to the right path. It was really hard having to have that pain every single day. But that really taught me a lot of things. Like, again, trusting God, continue to be humble, being selfless, looking out for others, at the same time looking out where God wants me to be, which is now he led me to be the host of the podcast. And also in the job that I was in where I met you, God also led me in that job. At that time, I was really praying as well for God to provide me a job that is close to where I live. Aside from having a job, he grant me also good friends in the company that is not just for the job, but rather for a lifetime. I was not only blessed by the job at that time, but I was also blessed by people who helped me grow. Just like you, you're one of those people. And I really do praise God for how much He has grown our friendship, regardless of the distance. 
So I really do praise God for those changes, for those uncertainty, because it helped us embrace those. It helped us see that it was necessary for us to mature, to grow in our character, to grow our relationship with Him and with our relationship with others. Because if He didn't do that, I wouldn't be able to do this. If he didn't help me be this person right now, I wouldn't be also be able to help other people just like what you're doing right now. You're able to witness to other people because of the difficulty or the change that you had to go through for the past two years, right? And because so, you chose to obey. Yeah, yeah. It's all about choices. And it doesn't rely on our own strength, but rather we rely on the strength of God. What encouraging word or sentence would you want to share with those who are listening to the podcast right now? I would encourage everyone to try to trust God, just to try to let go of that urge to being in control because you all want to be in control of our own lives, right? But there are inevitable things that happen in our lives. There are uncertain things that we have to go through or that we go through. There are so many surprises in life and we can only do so much. There are a lot of things out of our control. And I would just like to encourage everyone to try to trust God, try to seek God again. And if there's tugging in your heart to come back to Him and have a relationship with Him again, it's never too late. God is just always there waiting for you to come back. And He's always willing to help you if only you would listen and if only you would just to look at Him again. It's not a dead end. This pandemic, it's not a dead end and there's always hope. So I would just encourage everyone to try to trust God again. Thank you, Dale, for giving all of those insights and at the same time, valuable experiences that you've shared. Thanks, Mia. Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the podcast right now. And I hope to see you on the next episode. Bye! Thank you everyone for your time on listening to this podcast. I hope you gained a lot of insight from it. And if you find this podcast helpful, please do share it with your loved ones or to those you think that needs to hear this. I would appreciate it so much if you leave a review via voice message to anchor.fm slash encourage to try with Mia or you can send me a DM through the podcast Instagram account at encourage to try with Mia. See you on the next episode. Bye!